Ready, set, go! Welcome to the EV Diaries. This is the place where we discuss EVs in small town America. I am Ben. So the other day I got an email and it's from a podcast analytic firm. It said, congratulations, you're ranked number 23 on Apple Podcast, all podcasts in Barbados. Now, I think that they're just trying to lure me into purchasing their service. But if it's true, I am like the David Hasselhoff of Barbados. So thank you Barbados and thanks to the rest of you for listening. In all seriousness, I did receive an email from a listener, Gil. He's uh, listening to the back catalog right now. I think he's uh, somewhere around January is what he said. He sent me a link to a good article on the future of charging. It actually came from Forbes magazine and it's not an overly deep article but it does paint a good picture And the basic idea is that we need more 50 kW charging, not 350 kW charging. I'll add the article to Flipboard. When DC fast charging became a thing, 50 kW was the norm. And then Tesla came along with their supercharging network at 120 kW. That launched us into a race to be the biggest and baddest charger on the block. Soon, we had 150 kW, 175. Now we've got 350 kW with the Electrify America stations that are just down the road from me. It's impressive. It's amazing how fast that they can charge a car. But these installations are costly and they're expensive to use. I mean, I proved that on my trip to Gatlinburg. I paid gasoline prices to use the DC fast charger, they're in Knoxville. The good thing is that as DC fast chargers come along, there'll be more cars on the road. And if you think back on to the, the true visionaries when they first started um, and looking at EVs and infrastructure, um, a lot of places start, started installing level two charging stations. And A lot of these level two charging stations are places that make sense. I mean, they're in office parks, hotels, places that you're going to spend four or more hours at. But a lot of level two charging showed up in places that just really didn't make sense. Um, Places with limited shopping, um, restaurants where you're only going to spend, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, some chargers just wound up in the head of nowhere and they are a walk from anything or any activity that you would want to do. I mean, I'm saying that these showed up at places that you're going to spend less than an hour. And the question is, why did this happen? Well, level two chargers, they don't have to be three-phase chargers and they're easy to add to existing structures. I mean, look at my home charger. I didn't have to do anything except for pull a few wires and and put a breaker in my breaker box. Level two chargers are fairly cheap in the grand scheme of things. And I think people early on when they were looking at charging, and may still, uh, even to this day, 
they're just uh, slightly misunderstand charging. Now, don't get me wrong, it's nice to have these available, but some locations it's just don't make sense. But let's get back to the DC fast charging. DC fast charging is going to add anywhere from three to five miles per kilowatt per hour. So theoretically, this 150 kilowatt charger that's in Williamsburg could put 600 miles on your car in an hour. Well, that's not necessarily true. Um, well, it's not true at all because chargers operate on this logarithmic charging curve. Um, they start off really fast and then as the battery gets closer to 100% uh, state of charge, they, they start tapering off and there's really a, a sharp bend in the curve around 80%. Of course, a lot of this depends on the car. Take my i3 for example. Um, when I charged in Knoxville, my car will only accept 50 kW. I originally had thought that it was only 32 kW, but uh, I found data today that said otherwise. In Knoxville, I went from 19% to 95% in 33 minutes and 43 seconds. I did go back and look at the charge history today. Um, the amount of energy that was delivered was 23.6 kilowatt hours, and that's about 90 miles in my eco mode in my car. I went back to calculate how much power was actually being delivered to my car during that uh, charging session. And if you look at the 23.06 kilowatt hours in that span of 33 minutes and 43 seconds, it's right at 41 kW, not the 50 that my car would accept and it's way far off from that 150 kW that I was plugged into. Now when I started charging at 19% state of charge I may have been receiving 50 kW but after that it dropped off as you can tell enough to make the average be 41. So let's get back to this article and why 50 kW um, right now is better than 350 kW. And a lot of that comes back to the cost of the charger. I know that a charge point Express 250, which is a 62.5 kW charger, uh, runs about $50,000. Now, if you wanna take the install cost, you might as well just double that and call it $100,000 and that's just ballpark um, estimation there. You have to have a three-phase service and a lot of times uh, getting back to the greenfield brownfield projects it's a lot better to install these as a greenfield project than uh, trying to retrofit existing locations. Keep in mind too that from a utility standpoint in small town America, it cost about $27 a foot to build three-phase line. So there, do the math on that. If you've got a thousand feet to build, it's $27,000. Um, and somebody's got to pay that, and it's usually the utility or the property owner or both, 
or it's, um, but it's expansive. Uh, oh, by the way, with the gas station project that uh, I've discussed before and uh, the gentleman's interest in putting in some DC fast charging at that location, um, he was telling us that a gas pump costs roughly $100,000, so I thought that was interesting. But just keep in mind, the faster the charger, the more expensive it is. It's true, too, that cars are more capable now of charging faster than they were back in the day, but keep in mind, too, that it's, it's harder on the battery, and at some point, cooling becomes a factor. You have to cool the conductors, you have to make sure that you don't overload the infrastructure that's there. Um, and then, like I said, your utility has to have enough infrastructure to support that device at that location. Um, there's demand concerns along with that. And this whole race to be the biggest, baddest, fastest is really rooted in gasoline thinking. I mean, everybody wants that 400 miles of range in 10 minutes. Well, think about that, 400 miles in 10 minutes, you're looking at a 600 kW charger, and that's not even accounting for the, the power curve and the, the charging curve that's associated with that. You're looking at hundreds of thousands of dollars. And if you roll up to one of these things, the Tesla Model 3, they still can only charge at 120 kW. Um, I think the Porsche Taycan, it's somewhere around 200. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but still, it's not going to be able to fully take advantage of the 350 kW. Now, at some point, will we have vehicles that can accept that? It's very possibly, um, but battery technology has got to change, or you're going to have batteries that um, don't last very long at all. Now, if we can get people to come around to EV thinking, and I know that, that if you own an EV, you, you're going to know what I'm talking about here. Um, we want chargers where we're going to spend our time doing something else. Think about it. We have level two chargers in our home and at our workplaces because we're going to spend anywhere from eight to 10 hours at either place and that's plenty enough time to, well, even at level one, keep our battery at a, a very healthy state of charge and to um, refuel what we might have spent going and coming during our day. Um, they call these 50 kW chargers uh, fairly fast. I thought that was a good term. Um, and we would like to see these where we're going to spend anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. So you're looking at your restaurants, your grocery stores, or in my case, when I was in Knoxville, the Walmarts of the world. And I know people are thinking these longer range vehicles, you know, 350, 400 mile range that, that we see with the Teslas, they want it to be faster and more convenient. but those bigger batteries, they do take longer to charge. Even with Tesla's supercharging network, it still takes an, an hour if you're looking at a battery that is fairly depleted to get it back up to 80%. So the point I'm making is that 
you've got this this capability and you're trying to make this uh, faster and bigger but can you really take advantage of it or are we just sort of diluting ourselves with the size over functionality um, at this point the article sort of takes a turn it starts talking about RV parks which after reading this article, I'm in agreement. There are uh, RV parks are just uh, campgrounds are, are perfect places for DC fast charging. Um, you got lots of capacity. Most of them are three phase. They're in rural locations, which is perfect for anybody wanting to operate an EV in small town America. They're usually um, close to a destination, some sort of attraction, some sort of um, tourist trap, if you will. Um, yeah, and the question then is, how do you want to kill 30 minutes at a campsite? Or campsite? And <laughs> this article uh, points out that, uh, yeah, why not take a picnic? Get some takeout, go sit at a picnic table while your car charges, and then be along your way. The bottom line is that these 50 kW chargers, they're still way too expensive, um, but there's companies out there working on, on making more inexpensive chargers. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I recognize the fact that they want to mo uh, focus on faster and bigger, but, you know, let's get that cost down. Let, and let's go with the fact that 50 kW is okay. And keep in mind, too, that that we're still working through this whole EV thing. Um, there's still a long ways to go to get all the interstates in America electrified. Um, we definitely need more DC fast chargers, but I'm content for those being 50s and 150s as opposed to the, the 350 kWs that are out there. Um, I think putting a bunch of 50s out there, you're getting more bang for your buck. And, you know, I would definitely like to see some DC fast charging at 50 kW on some of these uh, more rural places, like where these RV parks would be. Um, you know, places people would want to go, a uh, place that you can stop, take 30 minutes, and refuel your car and rest your brain. We looked a couple of months ago at actually putting a DC fast charger next to one of our hospitals. And I was against it. The idea behind this was that um, uh, it would be a place that people would come. Uh, it was right there off the interstate. And they were building a new building in the parking lot of the hospital. So this would be a good time to put in the infrastructure. Like I said, I was against it because you're not looking at casual traffic at a hospital. I mean, it was right next to I-75, which, you know, people would stop. But nobody wants to sit outside a hospital with nothing else to do for 30, 45 minutes. Um, I suggested that we look at some of the, the exits um, where we have more restaurants um, and more activities, more things to do. So that project's doing the works, and we'll see how that plays out. But I do believe that people will be less upset about having to stop their road trips 
and spend 30 minutes to an hour charging if they've got something to keep them entertained. Um, the gasoline mentality has got to go. And like I said, if you own an EV, you know that it's cheaper when you charge at home and slowing down and enjoying the trip is not a bad thing. And I have to say, this whole pandemic, that might be the bright spot in all this, is that people are learning to slow down and enjoy life, uh, taking some time, having some margin in their life to enjoy their families and spend more time um, not being in a hurry. Again, thanks to Gil for turning me on this article, and thanks to you for listening. A big thanks to Barbados, where rum is cheaper than milk. Anyway, hit that subscribe button, and remember, the EV revolution is here. And to be honest, 50KW is fine with me because it still gives me a fun ride.